Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to DreamWork. I'm Colin Delaney. In a second, I'll be joined by Cheech. We are to infinity and beyond. Uh, we're a tag team. We talk about tag teams. I'm trying to get through this intro as quickly as possible because me and Cheech talked forever about this week's team. Uh, it is a favorite of mine and Cheech's to watch. So naturally, we were excited. And oh, uh, by the way, all their matches are like a half hour long. So how do you cram, uh, you know, six hours worth of tag team matches into under an hour? Well, we did. But if I go too long on this intro, then, you know, this thing goes over an hour, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, let's jump right into it. From Japan, Kenta and Marafuji, let's go. Hello, Cheech. What's up, buddy? Are you ready to take our first real trip into the land of the rising sun? Oh, I am. I am. I definitely am. We uh, so we dabbled with with uh, with Kai and Tai a couple weeks ago. Yes, but it didn't. I mean, I don't know about you, but that didn't really satisfy my fix for like Japanese wrestling. No, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. Especially most of what we watched was their WWE run. Yeah, I remember even having to like sneak in uh, like a Kai and Tai six man just to feel like I, I got that fix. But man, this week, we, <gasps> we get our fix. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was pumped. It was such a trip down memory lane. But yeah, these were all the Japanese matches I was watching back in the day. So it was very I- fun to go. I was going to say, when we first discussed this, you had mentioned something about potentially busting out a VHS tape. True or false? Oh, I do. I have it. Unfortunately, I didn't watch it because I did track down the listing, and most of it was online. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, too. So for, for this week, uh, a lot of the matches that we watched, and, and I'm going to say probably all of them, are accessible on the internet, whether it be, I, I watched almost all of them on YouTube. I was surprised at how much Kenta and Marafuji matches there were on YouTube there specifically. There it is. That's right. Kenta and Marafuji. Yeah, man, they were all over. I ended up having to watch one match on daily motion, but like, Oh boy. Oh, so tough. Yeah. I, I, I watched less matches this week than we have. I have in most weeks leading up to the podcast but i spent so much more time watching wrestling because all of these matches are like a half hour long at least yeah what normally we've been getting into and especially you know me i love digging into like the tv 10 minute match but there were none of those to be found with these guys because these were all usually title defenses or just big matches on big shows yeah, I was going to say, uh, at one point, I was like, uh, I remember I was watching and I already watched a couple and I was like, let me see if I can find like maybe a shorter one to end on. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just because the system of like the Japanese, like the tours they go on, they don't necessarily film all those ones. And if they do, they show up on like commercial tapes, usually like chopped up. Or if you do like. I don't know. There's just not a lot. And then it, it's rare to find like what we have here in America is like, oh, a TV match. Yeah, no, for sure. And if you if you 
type Kenta and Marafuji into your search bar on YouTube, uh, you're definitely not finding any kind of full match in any way, shape, or form below, I'm going to say, 25 minutes. Yeah, probably. Because that's the thing. Most of the stuff that they would put out full would be from, like, the big show, which was so cool to watch, like, just, like, how on fire Noah was in, like, the early 2000s just running random dome shows and stuff. Holy smokes, dude. Holy smokes. So, all right, let's let's jump right in. Um, so, both Kenta and Marafuji, uh, when you look at their Wikipedias and you look at their championships and accomplishments, it, they're both like a mile long. So, I tried to yeah. just I tried to just keep this section just at their together things, which actually uh, was not as deep as I, I thought it might go. Um, so, they are only one-time GHC Junior Tag Champs, which I was surprised by. Yeah, that is surprising. Uh, they both have been multiple-time GHC Junior Tag Champs, but they were only once together. Um, they won the 2005 Differ Cup in NOAA. They are the Tokyo Sports Best Tag Team 2003. They okay. are the they are the 2003 and 2004 Wrestling Observer Tag Team of the Year. There we go. All right, all right. There we go. There we go. No PWI accolades to note. Um, they both have held the GHC Heavyweight Title, the GHC Junior Heavyweight Title, the GHC Tag Titles, and the GHC Junior Tag Titles. They've both held all four. Yeah, I could believe it. Because, like, by the end of watching this, you're like, oh, yeah, these guys are special. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Um, and then uh, a couple other random notes. They won the Nikon Sports and Tokyo Sports Match of the Year in 2006 against each other. Oh, boy. Let me tell you. I used – oh, man, did I watch – like, there was a while there where I, like, I was – because there there ended up being like six, seven, or eight, or nine of them. But like early on, when they'd have their almost yearly singles match versus each other, holy cow! Yeah. Uh, other facts. So Marafuji was trained by Masawa, and Kenta was trained by uh, Kobashi. Yep, absolutely. And like, if uh, it's weird because they are, if I maybe you maybe you know, or or I'm, or I'm right or right-ish. They were super duper late all Japan students who technically I think they I think Kenta had a, at least one all Japan match. But obviously they're basically Noah guys. But yeah, they were always aligned. Like you could tell obviously Kenta was following Kenta, big Kenta, and then uh Misawa, you know, just the, the the way it is over there, there's a lot of like uh like mentors and then they have like their younger guys. And yeah, he was definitely followed in the Misawa footsteps. So I read into it a bit here. Oh, uh, real quick. The last, I always like to throw one weird random fact. Uh, <laughs> under names they've wrestled under, Marafuji has wrestled under the name Naomichi Marafuji, his name. And then he's also wrestled under the name Pennywise, like the clown. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I tried to look into it. I couldn't find anything really on it. But anywho, uh, so I looked into it when I was looking them both up. Uh, Marafuji actually started in the late 90s uh, under yeah. Masawa when he was still All Japan. Uh -huh. um, 
And back then in like 98, 99, it was still such a, a young boy system where like for the first couple of years, you were just doing jobs. You weren't doing literally anything. So from like 98, 99, 2000, uh, Marifuji didn't do much of anything. They said the first thing of note that he really did was uh, he got a chance to shine on like a random trip to Mexico in like 2000. That I could believe because he figures no one's looking. It's Mexico. You're supposed to be more athletic. He probably finally got to show his stuff. And then Kenta started in like 2000 and he basically like got just at the beginning of Noah forming. And they were basically attached at the hip from the minute Kenta started and probably basically the minute Marafuji really started wrestling. Yeah, because I feel like uh, th- while they may have had some, they had connections to all Japan, they really hit the scene when they went to Noah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what matches did you watch? All right, I'll go because I like to pride myself on trying to say these names right. Uh, oh, I'm going to butcher them. I'm going to butcher them. <laughs> yeah, I figure you would, but I, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm like, to, like, when I was young, uh, I don't want to use the term like grammar Nazi or something like that, but like I was super anal about trying to learn all the names and like learning like, oh, they say it backwards. So Masawa Mitsuharu, oh, it's really Mitsuharu Masawa. And I was always trying like figure out like how to pronounce. I don't know. I was always big on those things. So like ones I watched was I got an early because I knew it was super early. It was 2001. It was Denver's uh, Takaiwa and Hoshikawa. They were zero one guys um, at the time. Um, then I got some Noah with them uh, versus Ogawa and Kotaro or Kotaro Suzuki, uh, and the other one's Noah Ogawa. No, not Noah Ogawa. Yoshinari Ogawa. That's the little guy. Uh, I was thinking of the big shooter. Um, I saw Sugara and Kanemura. Um, I'll say their full names. What, what is it? Uh, Sugara, Sugara. Uh, Kanemura, you could probably get confused. It's not Wing Kanemura. It's, uh, I think he's another Yoshinari, but him, um, let's see, there was a Kota, a young Kota Ibushi, uh, an Akudo. There was a Masawa and an Ogawa. There was a Liger and Murahama. That one was fun that I remember from back in the day. I checked out um, one with Akiyama and Aoki who, uh, rest in peace, it's his one-year anniversary of uh, his motorcycle accident, and it was just cool seeing him do stuff again. He was always great. Um, I got to, I, 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 I would assume you definitely saw the Samoa Joe American Dragon one from ROH that's online. Um, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Well, that one was fun. Uh, I, I just liked it because I was like, oh, I'll get American commentary. Um, Kendo <laughs> Cashin and Sugar, that one was way funner than I remembered it being. Uh, one where it's Kotaro and Ricky Marvin. Um, I eventually got to the Ricky Marvin and Hoovy. That was the one I had to find on Daily Motion. Uh, there was one with Hadaka and Minoru Fujita. And then I ended it with a sweet uh, interpromotional one, which there were kind of a lot of those, which I think helped these matches, which was an early New Japan Noah with uh, them versus uh, Wataru Inoue and El Samurai was fun. Oh, I almost watched that one. That was the one that I was like, ooh, do I throw this one on? And I, I, I went, I zigged when I should have zagged. Was that one good? Yeah. Uh, what year was that one? Because there was uh, 
It's like 03 or 04, I think. 03, 04, there was a New Japan Noah Jr. feud going on where they'd go to each other's shows and wrestle and have tag matches, but it was junior tags. And somewhere, I didn't download, like, they had, like, a pack online on one of, like, the torrent sites or whatever. But I just I just looked at all the dates and then went online and watched, like, the two years of it. It's amazing because there's just so much anger and fire. That's what I think made their matches good is that there were so many different stories that, and there was usually some sort of an outsider. Like, yeah, they had a lot of matches with other native Noah guys, but usually there was, like, a curveball, like a Ricky Marvin in there. Or something where it was, or like the Hudaka Fujita, that was from Different Cup. That match, I looked it up because I, I remembered it was hot. I think it got like four and three quarter stars or something by whoever was grading it, but it was definitely high up there. But it always felt, but once again, like those were outsiders in Noah when it was Marvin and Uvi. Technically, like Ricky Marvin would you consider almost, almost a native, but still kind of an outsider. Right. So what'd you dig uh, in? So I found a random match from IWA Japan in 2000. Uh, and I'm going to butcher both of these names. And you may not be able to help me because they both seem super obscure. Okay. Kuga and Takeru. Aha! I was going to say, is one of them Takeru? Uh, yeah, I think that might have been because like i know the noah differ cup i believe there was like the differ cup may have kind of traveled i think a, the years before it was in smaller places because i think a year yeah, that's before what it felt like there was a i remembered it wrong i thought it was kenta and marvel it was kenta and kotaro or kataro whatever uh versus kudo and mikami which was great but you know it wasn't kenta marifuji but i remember i was like wait didn't they have a different cup that they did in ddt so I think it traveled. So I think that might have been one that either they were there for something like that. So I feel like most of the matches, at least in the early part of my watching, are all from like some kind of differ cup or uh, or or tournament. Because then I go into the Kaz Hayashi Spanky match, uh, which I believe was an early round from a differ cup, and possibly yeah. the early round of the differ cup where they eventually wrestle Liger and Murahama. Yeah. Uh, which you already mentioned that match. Holy smokes, that match. Right. Uh, <laughs> I watched the Hidaka Fujita match. Uh, I watched Masawa Ogawa. I watched Ricky Marvin and Hoovy. I, uh, I tracked down them against the Briscoes from Ring of Honor instead of I zigged on the, the Danielson Samoa Joe and I went with them against the Briscoes Ooh. in what appears to be some kind of uh, outdoor tent for Ring of Honor. <laughs> Yes, I do vaguely remember this. Yes, yes, yes. It was an outdoor show they did. I was going to say this may be, this may be your era because it's, it's 06. I mean, you were around. No, I was on my way out. I got to go see oh. one. Uh, the, only, the only one I ever saw that was in the locker room for, and I was kind of out of the company, but back in doing a pre-show was the second night Joe, not oh no, Kobashi. It was Joe Kobashi night one. Night two was uh kobashi and homicide versus like joe and kenta or something like that something i saw the tag match this the second night uh, yeah, i was never on any shows come on i would have loved to have been on a show with kenta but i was never on any shows with kenta well i, I in my head i was like oh i gotta ask cheech about this i i feel like he might have been there and might have some backstory for why they were in a circus tent for no reason 
No. But wait, this does this does bring something up. Technically speaking, because I, I don't think I think you'll agree, we don't consider him the same person. You wrestled the physical vessel that is Kenta, but you wrestled today yes. Tommy, who is a very different person from the way you described it to me. Uh Yes and no. I mean, if you watch my match with Hideo Itami from 205 Live, I mean, it, it's it's all Kenta offense. It's I mean, it's classic Kenta offense. And I can say that now, especially just having watched all of these matches. Uh, I mean, everything he everything we did together was, I mean, pretty much uh, from his Kenta playbook. Yes. Yeah, so it basically, oh, no, no. Like, I agree that he, like you had told me, I'll say what things you, you had told me, like, he beat the crap out of you. Like, he's he's as brutal as he looks, but, like, he probably just went with just the hits because he was a little broken mentally, right? Uh, potentially, yeah. And, I mean, that was probably his, his job that night. But, man, does he hit like a brick house. <laughs> Holy I did smokes. think about That's no joke. Times, few matches I watched where he's just killing people, and I was like, Man, I'd like to wrestle him, but I was like, I don't know. Colin said he be he hit hard, so that looks bad. <laughs> and very, very nice, but v- it's very, very hard. Um, so uh, you said you watched them from two thousand one. I watched them from two thousand, uh, and I don't know if it was the same in two thousand one. I'm sure it was. The first thing I wrote was so fun to see glimpses of what they would become. Oh yes, uh, the the two thousand one match I saw. Uh, the first thing I wrote was um, that, like, the first time they get in there, you easily see the difference. Like, Marfuji gets in there, and right away you're like, okay, he's the smooth and flashy guy. And then Kenta gets in there, and he's rough around the edges, but takes no shit at all. But in uh, in a way, they, like... I don't know how to describe it. I I tried to write it, and I, I wasn't making much sense. They both do have similar but different styles. Yes, I think their bonding thing is they're both creative. And they're both juniors. Uh, technically, they both wrestle in that junior style. Yes, but they all, but they differ in which way they go. Like, one's creative towards kicking your face in, and then one's creative like, oh, man, dude, watching these Marafuji, like, through his stages – of just the wacky combos he would come up with. And you're like, he, it was just adorable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> right off the bat, I wrote in a way sting and Luger of 2000s Japan. Oh, okay. I like it. I like it. And I agree. Be- Eventually when we talk yeah. about their, the, their greatness as a team, I was like, I feel like they, they struck me in, in that vein. So yeah, I agree with that. Because they, and like, that's the most, uh, like, if you tell anybody out of context that Kenta and Marafuji were the Sting and Lex Luger of 2000s Japan, they're going to bite your head off. But like, when you really start to think about it, they were also dudes, they were just similar dudes, both like Sting and Luger, both a main event style, neither very like flashy, both kind of powerful, neither like gigantic in size. So they were like similar, but different. And they were uh, together as a team, but we also saw them wrestle each other a bunch of times. They were just like always intertwined, whether it be teaming or against each other. Bro, you're just setting me up because here's the funny thing. I made a similar comparison, but much more recent. I go, oh, there's Steen Erico. There's Steen and Generico. 
Wow. Okay. So uh, I-, I thought you were going to go the way that we all know it goes, which is uh, the American wolves were just American, uh, American Kenta and Marafuji. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I consider them a little more samey, for the lack of a better term, as like where like I disagree. You're like, okay, these guys are different. Like, you know, what I mean, they have different looks. You know, what I mean, that was the one thing. Like, like Kenton Marafuji did not have like, oh, we're gonna wear the same tights. Never did they. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were always clearly individuals. But, yeah. But in in style, it like Davey was the kick your face off creative guy, and Eddie was the smooth combo wrestler guy. Yeah, but he wasn't wacky. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Where I see Marafuji and his crazy spots is like he's literally just being innovative for innovative sake. I never get that vibe from like <laughs> uh, from like you know Eddie was more just you know Eddie was Eddie had cool stuff. Eddie Edwards did, but uh, yeah, I mean, he was still gonna kick your face in. Marafuji was like, I, you know, your face will get kicked in inadvertently along the way, but I'm gonna be trying all these wacky combos while I'm at it too. Yeah, no, I, I can see it. That I always just thought the wolves were just like kind of an American version of of Kenta and Marafuji. Oh, uh, I'm sure they were. It was funny when I was trying when I was looking up the listings for my best of tape, which is an RF video one. Uh, I looked up our video. Oh, let me look up Kenta Marafuji, and it brought up. Uh, American Wolf shoot interview where they talk about Kenton Marafuji. I go, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. But then I eventually tracked down the list and I was like, oh, okay, these are all on YouTube. I could just watch them on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you talked about how the Hadaka and Fujita match is like four and three quarter stars. And I looked it up and I've, I found the same information, right? Yes. Uh, the Liger and Murahama match. I thought was significantly better. Okay, well, here, let me find my notes, because, oh, the, like, can I just tell you how, like, my heart swells that I could talk to you about Takahiro Murahama, and how, uh, okay, here's what, here's the equation I made. I go, he's cloudy if cloudy was made of nothing but dynamite. <laughs> okay. But, like, okay, let me see. Here are my notes. I was like, oh, outsider angst, which, once again, they were outsiders. Like, like right off the rip, Liger's just pissed. He's got a bug up his ass, and it's great. Um, and I like that both sides are kind of similar, because it's like Marafuji and Liger are, you know, smooth wrestlers, and then Kenta and Murahama are just going to try and kill each other with kicks. Um, what I noticed in this... Um, what I think, which we'll talk about later, what made them great, I guess I'll say it now. Uh, Kenta and Marafuji had a great ability to blend um, and pace their blending of their flyer and fighter-ness um, of each other. You know what I mean? Like, they, they mixed it up, but they also had a really good tempo in when they mixed it up. Okay. I could see that. And I found that in this match because I was like – like, because this match was bonkers. It was, oh, it was just so great. And, like, how like how great was Murahama, uh, a guy, a big flash in the pan that was, like, a little shooter. But, like, he did a couple, like, pride-ish type shows, but nothing big. And then just, I don't know, somehow took to this crap. Amazing. I think Liger just took him under his wing. But, oh, it was such a great match. Yeah, and, and like, looking at that and the Hidaka-Fujita match, they both do have a, a bit of a similar setup. You know, like Liger and uh, uh, 
Marafuji paired up as like the smooth guys. And same thing with like the Hidaka Fujita where Hidaka paired up with Marafuji and then Morahama and Fujita both paired up with Kenta. So they kind of had the same, same type of thing going on. And they had that same like angst going in where like, there's a little bit of shoving. Oh dude, when, when Marafuji comes out with the mask on and is up in Liger's face with his little mask, I was like, Ooh boy. Yeah, dude, it was so great. Like, that's the thing. That's why I, I feel like that's always such a good wrinkle in all these matches because, like I said, there's usually some sort of an outsider effect where it's something about, like, uh, if you're an outsider, that just means you have all the excuse to just be the biggest dickhead heel. Like, Samurai yeah. as a heel, you think, oh, El Samurai, okay, yeah, he has good matches, blah, blah, blah. As a heel, he's just an asshole, and it's great. I'm like, I don't get it. Same thing with the Inoue, who's always just, like, the biggest baby face ever, but, oh, he's in a Noah ring? Oh, he's an asshole. Same thing, Liger. Oh, always great. Always in this. Oh, he's pissed off. I'm kind of just now noticing that all of the matches I watched kind of had that same format to an extent, except for Masawa Ogawa. That's, I mean, that's probably the only match I really watched where I saw them as juniors compared to a heavyweight in Masawa. Okay. I, um, well, yeah, because in that match, what I thought was great about that match is once again, the story, it was like, okay, here's two young upstarts facing, you know, the man and his his smaller buddy. Like, even though Ogawa, did you know, eventually becomes uh, Noah heavyweight champion because he's buddies with Masawa, or so that was the stink on him then. But yeah, by the, the, by the way, though, go on. I, I forgot how much I loved Ogawa brother me too and watching this i was like whoa like or the other one he had with kotaro he's such an amazing vet to kotaro in that match and is like such like the glue and in this one it's great because obviously he's gonna be the man who takes the beating because masawa is masawa but like and this is another thing i think that was great about kenton marafuji in that match like the open is crazy they jumpstart it's chaotic but it all makes sense. They immediately get rid of Ogawa. They get up on Masawa for a second because it's two on one, but he's obviously practically a god there. So a second later, he's up and whooping their ass and doing it all, and it all made sense. It was like Kenta and Marafuji, I don't know if it was them or the, just Noah, but they were great storytellers. Uh, and I, I wrote at one point, uh, they actually do a decent amount of like American psychology in their matches, which I don't think you really see in a lot of the Japanese stuff, especially not when there's not uh, an American influence in the match. And even when there is an American influence, they usually, I feel like, kind of backseat it to uh, the Japanese psychology. But Kenta and Marifuji really did, uh, to an extent, use a good deal of American psychology. Yeah, uh, it's funny in watching these, maybe, well, it's their matches, but also just, I feel like it was just the times with Noah Juniors at the time were the hottest thing going. But like, I'm watching all these tag matches and I go, oh, that's why between like 2006 and 2011, every tag match, guys were like, oh, right, we want to do like two or three heats. Um, we're going to do three <laughs> or four hot tags. And I was just like, oh, this is why everybody was wrestling that way back then. Yeah, because those matches all had that, but they did. They they still did have a little bit of American psychology to give them that same feel. And, and another thing I wrote that's right under that was 
man, did they were they great at making all these matches have big fight feel. And that's, I mean, probably because they were all big fights. Like, they weren't in these in-between matches. Every time they teamed, it was a big fight. Yeah, yeah. I wrote that a lot of a lot of the matches. They're, oh, they're super, they, they looked, they felt really competitive. Okay, so we both watched an American match. Uh, and I feel like they're vastly different American matches. I, I, I passed up on the, the Joe Dragon one in favor of someone uh, turned me to the, the Briscoes match. Okay. Uh, and I'm not sure if you get this in the, uh, the Joe and Dragon match, but it's so interesting to watch uh, Kenta and Marafuji wrestle guys who are selling in an American style. Yes. Yeah, and okay. Did did you notice Kenta and Marafuji then sold more themselves when in America? Yes, yes. But I was like, oh, I and I got to the Briscoes match very late in my watching, uh, and I was like, oh my goodness, all these spots are so much different in America because of the sell and the reaction and how everything is like, uh, uh, you know, sold. I guess. Yep, no. Uh, when I watched the Joe and Dragon versus Ken and Marafuji, obviously the pairings were uh, Dragon and Marafuji, and immediately, like, and obvi- I don't know, they're just great at this thing, like, for no reason at all. Joe and Kenta hate each other. <laughs> they just hate each other. And the first note I wrote, I go, because they have an exchange, and Kenta goes down, I go, Kenta selling for Joe is purely a USA thing. I go, there's no way he would have done that in Japan. No, I, I, so I disagree on that. Um, because I, I wrote it down during one of the earlier matches. Uh, and I can't remember who else I wrote it for. Uh, but there was another team earlier that we had talked about that kind of had a similar note where they're never. Af- oh, I think it might have been the Steiners, honestly. They're never afraid to get out wrestled or even out struck. Like, Kenta's never afraid to let a guy get up with strikes on him because they know when it's their turn, they're more than going to make up for it. I Yes, I do agree that he'll go tit for tat with people, but it also very much depends on, like, the stage of his career because there was a time where he was just the most disrespectful little punk prick to any old-timer. Like, he did not give a crap about beating the crap out of Masawa. Or or Kobashi or any anybody anybody to be like that but so so you got to think about like and because I saw Kenta do it a bunch of times in these early matches and you know you got to think about how much money that is like he gets into a strike off with somebody you know back forth back forth back forth he'll be the first one to bump. And then that looks like that guy's gotten the better of him. Then that guy hits the ropes and Kenta comes back with that big, big. And it's like, oh, yeah. Okay, yes. In that way, I agree. Yes, he will. But ultimately, he's never going to back down. You could knock him down, but he's going to get right back up in your face. And oh, my gosh. Like, I remember watching sometimes that I was a huge Kenta fan being like, what a dick. He don't give a crap who you are. (laughs) Uh, I also noticed in the American match, they do what is kind of like a, a Japanese go-to style of false finish. And it kind of falls flat in America. And uh, they do like the uh, hit the hit the big move, one, two, 
the partner breaks it up, they uh, throw the partner to the outside, and then they hit another big move, one-two kickout. Whereas in Japan, the crowd would be like, oh, off that second kickout. But in America, they know that's not going to be the finish. Yeah. It's like it's spoiled American fans. I was like, oh, come on. Something I did notice when watching all these matches, though, is um, in Japan, their tag matches, or at least with Kenton Marafuji, are built around long single spots. So, like, okay, the equation I made was, you know how in, like, three-way dances, there's always, they got to get the one guy out so they can have the two do the, the stuff? They do that. Yeah. It's just they have to get both partners out somehow so that they can have an extended singles run. So I'm like, it's just weird because you think, oh, these tag matches are so great. And sometimes you go back and watch you though, it's literally like a bunch of just separated singles matches going on. Yeah, and and honestly, like I, I'm gonna tell you that honestly, there's not a single match that I watched that I did not get on my feet at least once. You know, they all had at least one moment where I stood up and go, oh. Oh, yeah. Their finishing stretches were great, which is once again to their, like, creativity. Like, like, and, and also, like, one of the matches, uh, like, the spacing was phenomenal. And I was just like, did they just luck out or are they that good? Because technically these guys are somewhat young in their career and even, like, their opponents. But I was just like, man, like, everything's going perfect. And I was just like, they, like, part of me just wanted to be like, they had to just luck into it. Because, I mean, we've wrestled tag matches before where you just luck into everything falls into place. You know what I mean? Okay, I have a question, though. Uh, so, how big is that Japanese ring? Uh, for Noah, I think it's probably, like, standard American, probably around 18. I know other companies, really like, I know ring sizes change in certain promotions. But I think if they're running smaller venues, but I think if, like, for the shows we watched, they were all big shows, so they probably think I probably think they were eighteeners. I would bet money that they're twenties. If I'm just if I'm a betting man, and and if yeah, I'm gonna bet that they were twenties because I watched them with the Briscoes, and I, how big is that Ring of Honor ring? Isn't that usually eighteen? Yeah, it's not. It's not twenty. Yeah, they were running out of real estate left and right, and it it didn't seem necessarily like spacing. It seemed like. Uh, they're used to an extra couple feet on each side at times. You know, it may be just because, especially when I think about like optics now, it's like, well, I'm also looking at this ring in a huge dome too. Yeah. I, I, I would be willing to bet that the Noah ring is a lot bigger because some of those things just, I mean, they, they shape out how they shape out and then watching them in what would appear to be a smaller ring for ring of honor. Uh, that's, that's the only uh, like gauge I have. I don't know how big the, uh, Noah ring is, but if I'm a betting man, it's bigger than the Ring of Honor ring. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because, like I said, I mean, you know, it's one thing. Like, especially like the Ring of Honor one I saw was at the. That was at the weird one where they had at the Long Island. It was some like, it was like a basketball dome or something like that. So it was. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. when they're filming, you're right on the ring. So you know, it, it's a very different vantage point than when you're watching these big Noah dome shows. I'm gonna send you a, like a, a screenshot of. Uh, this Briscoe's uh, <laughs> Kenta Marafuji match. Uh, maybe I'll put a screenshot of it up on our Twitter and uh, pose the question Is that the worst arena that Kenta and Marafuji collectively ever wrestled in in their careers? I don't know, man. Maybe that IWA Japan place. You know? I mean, if they did little crap plays like that, up, or like I'm sure they've had excursions to Mexico at some point or something. 
But uh, yeah, that definitely could be under the big top would probably be one of their worst ones. Uh, at one point, Dave Prezek on commentary says, it's Kenta under the Tenta. <laughs> okay, that popped me at least. Uh, I'll screenshot it for you. It looks like they're wrestling at a county fair. Um, I will then go with where was it the my for the Joe Dragon my ROH commentary was oh my god remember when Gabe would come on as Jimmy Bauer with his fake excitement he made the Dragon Gate announcement that six Dragon Gate guys were coming to ROH as Jimmy Bauer and I was just like oh god I remember this era Hmm. oh yeah and I mean not for nothing, but those six Dragon Gate guys had one of the best matches in Ring of Honor history. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, looking back, it's a momentous announcement. But it's just so funny how it's like, because we all knew it wasn't like the recordings weren't live. They're like, oh, wait, we're being interrupted. He's like, guys, I really don't want to interrupt from this amazing match, but I just want to let you know. But, like, I that right there was way more excitement than his fake excitement seemed. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, so you already kind of touched on it. Kenta and Marafuji as a tag team. Uh, okay, let me let me touch on this real fast, and then we'll get into it. Uh, better partners or better opponents? Ooh. Uh, okay. I'd have to say better as opponents, and here's my here's the 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 here's how I'm I'm getting out of it because you could put that singles match as a main event. Them as a team, you probably could eventually get to the main event, but them against each other is more of a money thing in the grand scheme of wrestling. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. Uh, I almost watched that uh, their 06 match of the year just as like a an icing on the top of the cake, but I, I ran out of time. But I was like, ooh, maybe I'll watch that. But then I was like, uh, it also might spoil my tag team opinion, so I'm just going to leave it. I'll probably watch it tomorrow. Okay, yeah. Well, they got so, like it. That's not like the hour one, is it? Uh, I don't know exactly. I okay. think the date is October 29th, 06. Okay, yeah. That's... So, um, mm, I don't know. They did long, but I remember there was one that's like an hour, and I was like, okay, I could see now getting to that one. <laughs> I'll search it out. But you touched on it earlier. What made Kenta and Marafuji such a great team? What made the dream work? Okay. What made them great as a team is because they were great singles. That's what I would say made them great as a team. But hot take, I don't quite consider them the most teamiest team of teams. Right, I could see that, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, it, okay. It really came to me watching the Joe and Dragon match. I like, because I kind of had this opinion when we had first talked about doing the team. I go, I don't know. I don't really see them as the most, like, a team per se. When they wrestled Joe and Dragon, they had a great match. And I was like, oh, if Samoa Joe and American Dragon had 100 tag matches together, they'd be putting out just as much great content as Kenta and Marafuji did. But I feel like their greatest strengths lied in their singles run. They were just young, put in a team, and they were like, they were hungry as hell. They were athletic as hell. They were borderline amazing as hell. So it just worked. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like if you put Samoa Joe and American Dragon, if they had 100 matches, we'd also hold them as a great team. 
but would you say they're a great team? Same thing with like Steen and Generico, even though I consider them a little more teamy, but I don't know. That's just my opinion. What'd you think? Uh, I think it's their uh, kind of like the Sting Luger. They're similar, but different. Uh, and just like you're saying with Sting and Luger though, man, like we talked about this a couple times on this podcast already, uh, that uh, like eventually we're going to have to do a, a Sting Luger podcast because of how often they've come up on this podcast already for great matches that they've had. Yes. They've been with great teams and yes, they're both singles wrestlers, but they're having great tag matches. So you can't really, you know, discredit the tag run, uh, but I think what made them a great team was that they were so similar but different. Like we talked about earlier, they're they're both that that junior style, but in a, a slightly different way. Yeah, but like that's the thing. I feel like what made them great is that they just so happen to be two great wrestlers. So when you put two great wrestlers in a team and have them have a bunch of tag matches, they're gonna have great tag team matches. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. I just think, uh, I feel like, I feel like putting it that way discredits them almost. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, and which is weird for me. The biggest fan of Kenton Marufuji, I had their freaking best of like, like, oh, uh, one of my worries in watching the Hidaka Fujita match was like, how many things am I going to see that I've stolen over the last decade and a half? Oh God, yeah. Uh, listen, I saw Hidaka. Uh, I saw Hidaka's name, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Kerr Click, let's go." Okay, wait. Can we do a quick aside while we're talking about it about that match? I like Fujita, but I hate him in those goddamn pants because. And I thought about this way <laughs> too much. Uh, he wrestles like a small guy, an underdog, and when he's in his tights and he's super skinny, he plays the role better. When he's in those goddamn jeans, he's trying to be like a, I don't know, a, a thug, a hood guy, I don't know. He's wearing big baggy pants, he's got the upside down bandana thing, I don't know what's going on. But like, uh, like oh, yeah. Bobby's just like, oh, if he was just in tights, I would like this so much better. <laughs> and there is Cheech's Random commentary on Fujita in uh, 05. Yeah, yeah. Slight aside. But back to their greatness. I agree. They were a great team because they were great singles together. But part of me is like, man, if they really did keep going with the run, like, obviously they eventually split up and, you know, Kenta went to America. But, like, imagine, like, like now that he's back, imagine what kind of one-offs they could do now. Like, I feel like that's still on the table. Well, they had that one right after uh, Kenta got released. Wait, didn't they wrestle each other? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm saying I want to see them team again. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm 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 with that too. Right. They uh, they also separately there's a uh uh I think it's Kenta and Ishimori against Marafuji and Ibushi in like 07. And I was like, oof, oh, that sounds like flames, incredible. Flames, flames, flames. And the reason I say that is because uh, there's some music video to it where they have literally flames going off because the match is so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Here's, here's where, we, where this is going to get real interesting because I am interested into how you believe we would wrestle them. We've, 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 t- we've discussed down the line how Kenta and Marafuji paired off against their opponents. Which one of us do you think is the one that pairs with Kenta? I, unfortunately, probably me. 
<laughs> but, I knew it. But when I think, how would we wrestle Kenta and Marafuji? Uh, like, literally, I wrote, I go, we, I like, metaphorically speaking, we would just walk in, throw everything on the table, and just have a shootout. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I uh, so I knew you were gonna say that it'd be you with Kenta, but I kind of disagree. Uh, I think, uh, and I'm just gonna say it. I think I hit harder than you. If push comes to shove, and and it had to be, and it had to be where someone was gonna go like nose to nose, shot for shot with someone who hits. I think it's me, and I don't think it's you. That's fine. I agree, because also, like, technically speaking, like, and this is just things I've heard, like, technically, I am more athletic than you, just based on, oh, okay, I did a shooting star press like Marafuji used to do, and Colin can't, so I guess I'm more athletic. No, correct, and I think you could have a, a, a fun, uh, smooth, intricate, uh, open with Marafuji, and I think when push comes to shove, I mean, people don't think of me as like strong style striker. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm really not, but at the end of the day, uh, I am the guy, if you want to put me in there with someone who hits, I'll, I'll hit back. Whereas I don't think you would hit back in that same way. <laughs> nah, brother. I learned, uh, if you sell on the first one, you, you the, only have to take one or, or far. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. So <laughs> once again, I think it's me. I think it's me and Kenta. Uh, although, although from uh, there's there's video sake to to tell us that that's probably not our best bet. But if you ignore that video completely of two hundred five live, uh, I think I think it's probably me going nose to nose with him. it. Doesn't and this, that I, was some guy named Tommy. I don't know who he is. I'm saying if we wrestled this guy named Kenta. You could go and, you know, go blow for blow with them. That's fine by me and my brain. Yeah, I know. And, and then I think you're right. I think, I think we could out-double team them. I think we could out-tag uh, uh, team them. As you said, they're, they're, they're both great singles wrestlers. Uh, but I think if we could uh, use our combined strength of our innovative tag team wrestling i think that's where our strength would lie and that's where we could defeat them that's what i'm saying that's why i'm saying we throw everything on the table because like part of me wanted to say they didn't have double teams but they did have double they did so it's like all right but for the most part most of their matches are big single stretches so like okay we could do those and the tag stretches because we got plenty of tag to go around you know what i mean agreed agreed and uh, unfortunately it would be like every other match we watch it probably unfortunately had to be at least 20 minutes <laughs> i got that unless i get knocked out in the first two and then uh good um i think i learned from one of the matches with uh kudo which i called it the cte open where kenta and him were slap fighting and kenta just drops him like a bag of bricks literally two minutes into the match and then kudo just keeps going <laughs> hey Gotta do what you gotta do. So yeah, you still might go 20 with them, whether you want to or not. That's fine. I'm ready. So Kenzen Marifuji, if you're listening to this podcast, which I know you are, uh, bring it after quarantine, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys come over here. Or we'll go over there. I, I, I'm not averse to it. Whichever you guys prefer. Your choice. Your choice. We'll let you guys choose. Have your people call our people. 
anyways, that was it. That is Kenta and Marafuji. And I think that is that the first team we've done that doesn't have a tag team name? Oh, I think think so uh i will say part of me was like "Ooh, we should do like a month where we do all teams that don't have team names i was like I you technically <laughs> fall into it but you know what i mean like yeah uh, uh yeah it, that that's a strong one that's a strong one kenton marifuji is a strong like once again observer team of the year two years in a row and no tag team and name. it's not like they're an old tag team where like you know like the uh, Holy Demon Army and, and those where they had those wacky Japanese tag names. Like, if they had a team name, we would have known about it. You know what I mean? They're, they're a modern-day tag team. But yeah, I've only just known them as Kenton Marafuji. For sure. Kenton Marafuji in the books. Uh, all right. Another one down. And I think you have uh, you have a choice for, uh, for next week's. Yes, I do. But I think I want to keep it secret just because wow wow cheech texted me like days ago telling me that he's already got the choice for next week and now he's not i, I was like oh perfect we'll just drop it on the end of the podcast and cheech is like nah. actually you know what okay here no 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 we're, we're mulling it over in real time for the fans to hear uh i say we drop it because the reason for me choosing the team was because of their current relevancy Okay. So I will say next week we're covering Edge and Christian because before Edge yeah. goes and has the greatest match in the history of whatever they're calling it, uh, let's go back to his meager days as a phenomenal goddamn tag team wrestler. I'm a little bit pumped for this one because I mean, like, and guess what? They also fall into the didn't have a team name. So I'm just saying. Wow, we could do that month now. We could do that month now. It's June, Cheech. It's it's teams without a team name june we're in it we're in it it's live let's do it i'm all about it let's create a we'll create a, a something clever about it the uh the no 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 tag team name june the the june june no name june no name I, um this is my brain's fizzling i i'm at or yeah, yeah no 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 because now i'm thinking of the movie juno and we don't even want to go there so yeah let's get it back on wrestling we'll think of something cute to call it but yeah hey month- twitter if you got something <laughs> if you got something cute for us to call our month of tag teams that were great but had no tag team name let us know but until then yeah we will see you guys next week when we'll be talking about edge and christian Did it. Nailed it. All right. See you guys. Adios.